Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Alex Volkanovsky, UFC featherweight contender. What's going on, Alex? What's happening, mate? How are you? How are you? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good. Remember, well, last time we talked, I think I was in the barber, barber shop having a yarn here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we spoke the last time, you know, before your fight at Bo- in Boise. That was July. What have you been up to since then? Um, yeah, just been back home most of the time. Back home, um, I think I come uh, to Thailand um, after that, actually, for a little bit, and then went back home. Um, just, yeah, man, just, just yeah, chilling with the family and, and waiting. I've been waiting for, for a fight, and, you know, we wanted to rate the opponent. And just, yeah, sort of sitting back waiting. You know, I was sitting there for a while thinking, all right, well, if I can't get a ranked opponent, you know, give me on Adelaide against, you know, I actually even threw uh, Johnson's name out there, Michael Johnson's name. I said, like, you know, at least give me a name or something, you know, that, that'd be good. And whether that got back to him, because he saw, I don't know if he'd done like a silent call out on his last fight. I swear that was directed at me. I don't know. But obviously, I already had another fight booked. So, um, yeah, that's happening. But, man, I'm just, just here in Thailand. Preparing for the next one. Oh, yeah, that is interesting because he did want to get on that UFC Adelaide card after that last fight. And he didn't say against two, but it must have well, been you. He, wanted, he won one of the top guys. And he goes, I know someone out there that wants to fight me or something. And I'm like, I'm the only featherweight in Australia. I'm like, that's fucking a silent call out to me, definitely. But, um, yeah, the, you know, that would have been good. But obviously, I've got a way bigger fight now. And on a massive card, I just can't fucking wait. Now, looking back at your UFC UFC career so far, you know, leading up to every five, you've had bad luck in some way or form. Has those circumstances kind of changed your outlook in in your preparations? Um, it was. Uh, the last fourteen months has been uh, just yeah, back and forth, like with like you know my back injury, like just my back and all that. Obviously, everyone has problems, but it was just. Constantly on, like, mate, I would have done barely any, barely any, like, training for a professional athlete, not enough, you know. I'd only get ready for fights, literally prepare six weeks for the fights, do next, like, pretty much next to nothing until, like, the fight was, like, announced to me, and then I'll, like, I'll be taking the fight without even training yet. And I'll be like, all right, you know, able to fight, and then six weeks out, I was, you know, started picking it up and then got ready for the fight. So that's all I've done the last three fights. But now... Um, you know, I've got a new crew, like looking after my back, um, you know, doing strength program and, you know, just all these things and like, it's unreal. So it's just a game changer now. Now it's not a problem. I'm going to be training all year round and this is going to be the biggest camp I've had, you know, still seven weeks and I've already, you know, I've already put the, the work in. So it's going to be unreal. You're going to see a whole new uh, Volkanovski, that's for sure. Have you been working with uh, Brad Riddell for this camp? Uh, not right now, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, what you're talking about, oh, yeah, no, no, that was, uh, 
I will be, though. I just got to make sure he doesn't uh, cut me up or he doesn't uh, bust my ribs again. So <laughs> that was another thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, my rib last fight. That was insane. Like, I can't, be- I can't believe it. So like, I literally could not move two, three. Did I talk to you before or after my last fight? Before. Before. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you wouldn't have known. But before, um, um, yeah, before that fight, I think before, two or three days before, I end up tearing my intercostal muscle or they weren't sure. It's usually the same recovery anyway. So it was that or my cartilage like broke off the bone as well because I just remember something like caving in on my stomach. I was like, oh, what was that? Like I just could not, that night I literally could not move. And I was uh, like, I was upset because I was thinking, oh, you know, I've spent so much time away from the family. Um, you know, I've just spent a lot of money for this camp. And now I won't be able to fight. Like when I say I couldn't move, like I literally would lay in bed, and then I was trying to get out. It would take me like four minutes just to get out of out of bed, and I had to structure my, you know, had structure how I would get out of bed. Like you know, what I mean, like I have a game plan. All right, I'll fucking put this leg over, you know, like this. So I could not even fucking move. And then uh, I end up talking to the UFC doctors. My manager talked to him, and we're like, you know, what do we do? He goes, look. You know, people have had this happen before, never this close to a fight, you know. So they've had people would have this a couple of weeks out and, you know, they would, some would fight, some would pull out. He goes, look, we've never had no one have it, you know, this close to a fight, but, you know, we can give you these anti-inflammatories. So, uh, cortisone shot, I'm like, you know, what? You know, I've never had one before. I don't know how it works. But they go, because it's probably going to have to be put in the muscle, um, they probably won't accept it and there's a chance they might pull you from the fight. And I'm like, well, fuck that. Don't tell him. And then he got me on these uh, any, any um, inflammatories that I could take, like painkiller, that the UFC, that USADA approved and whatnot. And I was just, all right, fuck it. And just had heaps of, like, heaps of that. And then like, well, he said, look, by fight time, we'll probably half your pain. You know what I mean? And at the time, I'm like, well, half of the pain isn't enough because I'm, I'm fucking dying right now. But... It was enough. So I did no training. Even the doctor said, don't train. You're only going to be in pain. You're only going to think about it even more. Just uh, wait till you fight. Wait till the adrenaline, adrenaline rush kicks in and then just fight. So that's exactly what I've done and ended up working out. Well, after your demolition of Darren Elkins, even though you were injured, you went in there and performed very well. You called out your teammate or his teammate, Chad Mendes. Do you have something against Team Alpha Male? <laughs> nah, I don't, but uh, I guess, yeah, I guess now I do not. I wouldn't have nothing against them, but hey, they've got a lot of featherweights in our division, and a lot of them are, are the top guys. Um, I didn't call out uh, Darren Elkins, but when that was brought to me, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I actually called out in Sydney, didn't I? In Sydney, I called out Andre Feely. So that's another team out for male guys. So I guess I do have something against them, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but nah, I don't. But uh, Chad Mendes. Coming off a suspension and a win, uh, I've got something to prove. So I'm going to take him out. Old natural over here is going to take him out and uh, show him who's boss. Well, he fought on the same night. He took out Miles Jury in the first round. He looked very good in his return. What did you think about his performance? Well, he, he is good. You know, I'm not going to knock knock him. He's very explosive, very dangerous. But I train with guys like that all the time. You know what I mean? I train with high-level wrestlers that are explosive. I just don't think he's going to show me anything that I haven't seen before. I usually do really good against guys like that. And I just don't think he's going to be able to 
fully his way through me. I honestly think, you know, the the first it's going to be a little bit of a, a test right at the start, and then I just feel like I'm going to bully him and have my way with him, and you're going to see me impressively uh, finish him. So I can't wait. In a sport where you need to evolve, did Mendez look any different than he did three years ago? I don't think so. Um, yeah, exactly right. It's evolving. It's evolving, and I believe, you know, I don't throw the most fancy-looking things, but a lot of my things, are, you know, it goes it goes real deep. Like, when I talk to people, fighting goes a lot deeper than what people think. So you don't have to, you know, a lot of people think all the fancy stuff is next-level stuff. It's not. There's, it's doing the basics and doing them right now, everything being calculated and, you know, having a purpose and things like that. And I believe that. There's only a few gyms that really, really do that. And um, I'm involved in in a team like that. And I think we're just going to really, you know, people know my game and we know what I do good. And we know, you know, I know how to make people fight my fight. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, it seems like nowadays that's an important aspect of mixed martial arts is implementing your game and making the your opponent fight your fight instead yep. of you adjusting to them. And I think that's a big advantage you have is you've performed that way yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, that, that's a big part. Like a lot of times when you're testing each other, you know, you, everyone's like trying to get each other safe. Two pressure fighters trying to, who's that foot? Just get them reacting to you, get them going to, you know, there's a little, little things that little battles that people, you know, some people don't see, but that's something that I believe I'm really good at. And again, I'm going to have my way with him as much as he won't want to. I'll make him desperately throw, make him desperately shoot, and I'm going to catch him. Did you have any run-ins with Mendez in Boise? Um, no, I didn't. No. I seen him, but I remember looking at him thinking, fuck, he's small. He's probably, uh, <laughs> he's probably just as tall as me, but I mean, you know, I'm so used to so much bigger guys. I'm like, he's tiny. So... It's going to be good. It's going to be good to spar someone like that as well because I've got decent reach for, for my um, for my height and I've got a decent uh, range control as well. So I feel like, you know, I think, you know, from what I know, he's got a little T-Rex arm. So I reckon I could uh, have my way with him um, in, in close and down in range. You're ranked number 11. He's ranked number five. Do you think the rankings are somewhat of a joke? Oh, look, I wouldn't say it's a joke. You know, at the end of the day, people do care about him, but not. I don't think nowadays that a lot of people don't really care. Like you're saying, look, I'm number 11, I'm fighting number five. Purely the UFC know that I'm right up there, I'm getting there, and I deserve a fight against Chad Mendes. They wanted this fight. They wanted this fight in Dallas. That Dallas card, ages ago, straight after my fight, and I'm like, let's do it. Chad wanted more time, and then I didn't hear nothing. He was thinking of fighting like early next year or something. I was like, fuck, that's too long. So I just didn't know what was going to happen. And then I was like, well, if that doesn't happen, give me give me someone else. But, um, you know, the rankings, yeah, the rankings just, I don't know, yeah, again, like, I'm not exactly, I'm, I'm pretty sure media outlets or something, they do the rankings, do they? Is that right? Well, they do separate uh, rankings. Okay, yeah. And they all they all put them together and then they make a rankings out of that, do they? No. The UFC has a selected group of media members from around the world that 
you know, turn in their own rankings, which okay, yeah. are people that in some ways are not really mixed martial arts experts or analysts. Well, well, let's, let's be realistic. You know, they're going to cover the people that everyone's talking about. They're doing the flashy things. Everyone's hyping them up. That's all they know. All of a sudden, these guys are getting ranked when they've beat nobodies and whatnot. So, but that's just, that's just how it is. That's just, and we know that. We accept it. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's, you know, that's why you're going to see number five fighting number 11 and, and whatnot. I'm on a 5-5 win streak. I've dominated all my fights. I've, you know, I've made it look pretty easy in all of them. I definitely deserve someone, you know, someone highly, highly ranked. Does Chad Mendes even deserve to be that highly ranked after being suspended? I don't think so. That's the reason why I called him out. I knew he would be ranked, and I just knew it was, a, it was sort of a you know calculated uh, call out because I was like, all right, yeah, I know he'll be ranked pretty high, and I don't think he deserves to be there, but at least I can uh, get a big name and then call him out, and it paid off. I don't usually call people out, but you might start seeing me call people out now. Well, it seems like you need to kind of exert your what you want, what your goals yeah, exactly are in right. front of the world. Take advantage of the moments that you have because if you don't take advantage of it, you won't get what you need. Exactly. It's so true. You need, it needs to be done. I know that. But the fact that people think that you need to talk shit, hmm. that you you need it, like you, know, you need, like just all things. Like, look, call out's all right, you know, giving people like, who you want to fight, that, that's, that's fair enough. Um, no disrespect, you know, when you're calling people out, you usually calling people ahead of you and you know what I mean? So you're you're not calling them out because you think they're they're bums. It's like you want to move forward. And knowing that you knowing that if you fight that person it will move you forward. So it's a compliment at the end of the day. But um, you know, some people take it personally. But a, a lot of people like literally they think, Oh, you need to go out there and talk shit. No, no, I'm just being like, Shut up. I don't want to hear it. At the end of the day, performance is what really, you know, there's people that uh, getting hyped up that you know don't even speak English that don't that, that you know what I mean like you know it's just it's got nothing to do with anything you know what I mean everyone's talking about purely because they're finishing fights they're doing creative stuff or you know what I mean if you're knocking people out that's what gets people talking you know what I mean and I've you know uh, I've been uh, unlucky with a few of my fights in the last one last few where you know I definitely could have finished them and they just didn't come uh, again I'm the type of fighter that I won't take crazy risks, you know. I'm 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 in here, I'm in there to win, you know. I mean, that's why you see me. I don't take much damage, and I usually outstrike him, and I, I beat him everywhere, and everything's more calculated. Um, but at the end of the day, as you get higher level, you can't be so, you know what I mean. You're going to have to enforce all your tools. So you're going to see me obviously strike. Chad Mendes, you're going to need, you're going to see me strike. He's a good wrestler. He's a type of, yeah, he's got short legs like me. He's going to be hard to hold down. Can I hold him down? Yeah, I think I can. Will he get up? There's a good chance. So, um, you know, I think I can now strike him. So I think you're definitely going to see my hands and all my tools this fight. And as I get up, you're going to see, you're going to see more knockouts, I believe. So you're going to see me take a few more risks because they're higher level. And I can't just rely on, oh, yeah, once I grab a hold of them, like easy work. You know what I mean? So once you fight higher level fighters, obviously that might not be enough. So you might need to strike your way into it. You know, it's just hard to explain, but you're going to see me get finishes, that's for sure. Thanks, Alex, for your time, man. Uh, I know it's you're like right at the beginning of your camp. And uh, good luck to you, man. I've, you know, we've been talking for a while, so it's always good speaking with you.
Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. But yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, seven weeks to go. I'm going to be in fine front. Uh, fine front. Can you see a new Volkanovski go out there and do his thing?